Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to episode number 57 of Thyroid Nation Radio Live talk show and podcast. I'm Dana Bowman, founder of ThyroidNation.com. And I'm Tiffany Milanich of GratefulGarden.biz. And as you can tell, I have a little sniffle in my nose, so bear with me today. I was diagnosed with bronchitis a few days ago. I don't know how, but it happened, and so um, just dealing with it. Anyway, today we are talking with Dr. Kurt Gare about how cold laser therapy can help Hashimoto's patients and how his wow story um, about how he got into the thyroid world um, is, is just so crazy. So um, it's, it's an amazing story, and Tiff doesn't know it, and I'm kind of excited for you to hear. So we'll be I doing that excited. today. Well, as you can tell, Dan and I are so excited to talk with him. But first, just a few things. If you've missed any of the Thyroid Nation radio podcasts, you can very easily download and listen to them at your leisure on iTunes, Stitcher. And as well, stay tuned as we turn each show into an article that you can listen to or easily reference and read, which I love. I love that. I keep saying I'm going to do that. It's on the list, I promise. <laughs> Today, our guest is Dr. Kurt Gare. Graduated with honors from Southern California University of Health Sciences in 1999. He began utilizing cold laser treatments in 2004 and combining them with traditional chiropractic treatments to get some amazing results. And since that time, he's trained with world-renowned experts like Dr. Jeff Spencer, who worked with Olympic champions, professional football and baseball teams, and World Series MVPs, golfers, tennis legends, all kinds of good stuff. Can't wait to talk to him about that. Hello? Okay. So, uh-oh, I think Tiff is gone. And the only problem with Tiff being gone is that she's the reason the call works. Maybe she can call back in. I don't know. Um, let me go to the studio and see if, yes, Kirk is there. Okay. I'm going to have to end the episode and start over. Um, I'm sorry, Kirk, if you can hear this. I apologize. We will uh, erase this. Oh, I'm here. Don't go anywhere. Okay. I got disconnected. Okay. Hang on. Not sure what happened. So, Dr. Gare, good morning. Okay. Yes. <laughs> good morning. How are you guys doing? We were just good. talking about How the crazy you? traffic. I'm we were just talking well, about the crazy traffic where you are, and now evidently there's oh. crazy phone issues, too. Oh, it's crazy, yeah. The traffic is just uh, horrible as they're expanding the freeways, and it's just it's doubling the traffic time right now, kind of. So it's it's rough. I've learned all these alternate routes, though, so it, it's good stimulation for the brain, I guess. <laughs> really? Now, you're in West Covina, right? Correct, yeah, just east of uh, of Los Angeles. Wow, very cool. I think I have to drive fairly close to there, going to the Renaissance Fair, on Friday, oh, yeah, that's, that's in Irwindale. That's, so that's that's what like just just north of you, you are right? Literally, you are literally a, a mile away from my office. Oh, you're kidding me! No, yeah, Irwindale. Irwindale is the next city over. It actually borders uh, West Covina. Yeah, they're having the Renaissance Fair is having a school day, which should be really exciting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Lots of definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, do you ever get out to Joshua Tree? 
Uh, no, not much because actually I live down in Temecula, so I I drive in four days a week. Um, so when I on the weekends, I try not to drive too far. I kind of got to stay close to home since I got the <laughs> hour drive in and the hour drive home each day. So an additional, you know, two hours or some doesn't just doesn't seem appealing. <laughs> I can understand. No, that. no. It, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. So a lot of times on the weekend, if we've got, if we do want to do a little drive, we'll just take a little forty-minute uh, drive out to La Jolla, uh, since the beach is fairly close to Temecula, and then we'll relax out there and look at the ocean and enjoy the breezes and everything. Oh, that's I love. Can you just I love that La Jolla. Again, that sounds so peaceful. <laughs> oh, I, it, it, it is. It is. There's a <laughs> there's a great place we like to stay at that's right on the ocean and. Uh, Places have ocean views and everything. It's it's totally. If you just want to unwind and get away, we kind of feel like we're in Hawaii without having to take a flight. Hmm. La Jolla. Like La Jolla is Yeah, La Jolla is just north of San Diego, so it's actually you know, kind of part of San Diego, but about 15 minutes north of the city. Yeah. I was there. I was there like I don't know 30 years ago, so it's probably a lot mm-hmm. different. And I remember going to Dana Point. And thinking, yeah. oh, my gosh, someday, how wonderful would it be to have a house up here? It was so, like, advanced back then. They were, like, oh, they had yeah, smart yeah. kitchens. and They had smart kitchens back then, you yeah. know, and I was like, oh, my gosh, right, 30 years ago? Yeah. Crazy. I, I used to live, I used to live in, uh, in actually, in uh, Laguna Niguel, right next to Dana Point. I had an office in Dana Point on the corner of Crown Valley and, uh, and uh, 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 PCH, where the Salt Creek Grill is right across from the big hotel that's, uh, I think it's St. Regis is what it is now or something. Beautiful view, ocean view and everything was great. It was, it was really beautiful living over there. Hmm. It's making yeah, me crave the beach right now. <laughs> I know, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, listen, I can hear the waves almost. <laughs> oh, how goofy. <laughs> well, just well saying, awesome. if, if I head to the beach, um, I'm just a few you know hours south of you guys, still in the Pacific, though. We're about an hour away. Yeah, two right. hours. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just a few hours. <laughs> yeah, quickly. Cool, cool. You can um, ride a bike there. Not very far. Yeah. So what do what does everybody call you? Dr. Kirk uh, Gare, Dr. Gare? Uh, Dr. Gare, usually you can just call me Kirk. That's fine. Not a problem. Whichever, whatever you're comfortable okay. with, it doesn't matter to me. Dr. Gare sounds good to us. Okay, okay. well, I want, to, I want to start with your story because – um, yeah. When we chatted about it, it was pretty amazing, and Tiffany hasn't heard it, and it's just um, okay. don't leave out any of the details. We want to hear it all. Okay. No. Okay. All right. Well, it, it really, the, the everything came to a head in in 2011. Uh, my my wife had been having you know Hashimoto symptoms for for years, the fatigue, the the weight gain, the freezing cold hands and feet, you know all the all the standard things that everybody complains about. But she'd never really gotten diagnosed. Uh, you know, obviously, every time she got a blood test, they're like, it, it, you're, you're fine. She thought she might have had Hashimoto's, but they're like, no, your thyroid's fine. But so in 2011, she had to have a, a CT study done with an iodine contrast. And after she had the iodine contrast, we came back home, and she, she was lying down on the couch next to me, her head in my lap, and she woke up from a nap gasping, just startled, like, uh, you know, terrified, and sat straight up, and she's like, and I asked her, what's wrong? She said, oh, my God, I feel, I feel like I'm dying. She said, my, I feel like my heart is going to beat out of my chest. Her hands oh and God. her feet were, were dripping in, in sweat. Um, she felt like she was going to faint, and, uh, you, you know, just every, basically felt like, like she was going to die. So we, we take her into the urgent care. And uh, they're evaluating her. They run the labs. Nothing really comes back that that crazy on her. So they do another 
CT study with a contrast because they're thinking she might have some kind of a clot going on. So they light her up with some more iodine on there. And, uh, you know, there are some studies that show that if you give uh, iodine contrast to a patient who has Hashimoto's antibodies, you can trigger a thyroid storm. And that's basically what was going on with her. She was, she wow. was, was having a thyroid storm that was uh, pushing her heart rate up into the uh, over 150 and her blood pressure was going like 160, 170 over like 110. So she was basically at, at risk of having a stroke. Um, so they run these tests, they don't find a clot and they don't really have an explanation for her or anything. And like, well, you know what you need to do? You need to go back and follow up with your, with your, your doctors that you were seeing. And at the time she was seeing some doctors out at Harbor UCLA. So we go back over there and again, she's just, terrified because his heart rate's going up, nothing's really uh, controlling it or anything, and we have to make the long drive from Temecula clear out to, uh, to Los Angeles to see the doctors over there. We get there, and they check her out, and she ends up seeing a cardiologist, a neurologist, an endocrinologist, and basically all of them tell her the same thing. I, I don't get you. You're a, this, you're a weird patient, and you know... Oh my you, you gosh, Dr. Gare, I have, to, yeah, I have yeah. to cut you off for a quick second. Go ahead. This sure. sounds almost identical to someone that I've known recently. I can't even tell you. Really? It is. So did they recognize that as a thyroid storm at all? No, no. They Neither didn't. did That's she. The they actually thing. referred yeah. her to a psychiatrist and, oh, my God. Okay, yes. so keep going. I had to just tell you that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where we were. And, uh, you know, I was suspicious of the iodine uh, triggering this. And I, I brought it up and they're like, no, 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 that has nothing to do with it. Because I started uh, studying functional medicine in 2009, but I hadn't really completed all my, my training. So I was still you know, relatively new at it. But that's what I was suspicious of. Uh, and of course, they shot that down and just said, you know, oh, you're just, it's just stress. It's just, you know, whatever. They're throwing different things out there. Nothing was making sense. So we go back go back home hoping it's just going to subside and it, it doesn't happen. It's, she's getting these, these uh, flare-ups of the uh, heart rate that would go up and the interesting thing that really confused the doctors is if she would be lying down in bed and if she was watching TV, if there were quick movements on the screen, like, you know, an action sequence or just, you know, a lot of shows these days, they do quick camera changes from one angle to another, that would trigger her heart rate to elevate, which would skyrocket. And then she, she would feel really anxious, you know, her hands are sweating, she's dropping weight like crazy. Uh, the other thing that would happen to her as well is if she would try to walk down the stairs in our house, boom, the heart rate would shoot up. And it would take, you know, a, a long time for it to, to come back down. And even when it did come back down, it really never got below 90. It still stayed in the 90 to like 105 range on there. Um, uh, trying to, to walk, she'd feel kind of like the, like the rooms, like everything's moving around her. She'd feel like she's going to faint. So we started making some other appointments with other doctors. And just trying to get her in the car. As we would drive in the car, the movement of the car would trigger all these, these things to come up. Her heart rate would elevate. She'd feel anxious, feel like she's having a panic attack. So that's what the doctors thought she was having. Well, you're just having a panic attack. That's all that's, that's right, going on right. there. So, again, we ended up seeing uh, about, I think it was about three different endocrinologists. She saw a couple cardiologists. Again, not really getting any answers. And uh, her big thing was she just, like she said, she felt like she was going to die. And so I, I, fortunately, I had gone to school with Dr. Datish Farajian, you know, the author of, of uh, Why Do I Still Have Thyroid Symptoms When My Lab Tests Are Normal and Why Isn't My Brain Working? And I was actually one of the first people he ever ran blood on back when we were students in 1996. I was probably the first person he ever did it on. So he and I were friends back then. So I'm like, gosh, you know, all these other doctors aren't helping me. Who's the smartest person I know? It's Dr. Karazian. So I decided to give him a call. 
And, uh, you know, fortunately, because of our friendship, I was able to get right to him because normally he's got like a two-year waiting list. But I called him up, and in five minutes on the phone, he told me exactly what had happened and what we needed to do to straighten it out. So he said that it's, very, it's common for that iodine to, to trigger a, a, a thyroid storm like that. And what it did was it ramped up her autoimmune attack against the thyroid. So she was now dumping, you know, large amounts of thyroid hormone into the bloodstream. So it's putting her almost into like a hyper phase. That's why she was getting the sweaty hands. That's why she was dropping weight very rapidly. And then about 50% of of, uh, Hashimoto's patients also have brain antibodies. So he said that there's a good chance it might have turned on these GAD65 antibodies that will actually, uh, when those get activated, they dampen your body's ability for the GABA pathway to work, which that's the pathway that puts the brakes on, on say, like the heart rate, on the sympathetic nervous system, et cetera. So she had no, no brakes, in a sense, going on. So uh, he, he told me that's what was going on. He told me what we needed to do, that we needed to you know, eliminate all the gluten, all the dairy, get rid of all the grains, and we needed to bring her into his office as soon as we, can, we could. So we set up that appointment to to do it, and just driving her over there was a challenge because to go from Temecula to his his office over uh, uh, by the beach over in Carlsbad, you got to wind through the hills, and those winding roads that would throw her into another into another storm. Um, and, and prior to even getting to the appointment, she couldn't sleep. I know a lot of patients complain about that. I mean, she would literally be exhausted, but would wake up every two or three hours just, you know, gasping because this heart rate's going off and she was mm-hmm. anxious. Her whole personality had changed everything because she was a real strong, confident person. She became really fearful as all this uh, was happening to her, uh, you know, obviously when you're going through something terrible. So we get over to Dr. Karajian's and, and, you know, he does a full neurological evaluation on her. We get blood work done. We, we run all these food reaction panels from Cyrex labs. So like a lot of thyroid patients, she also, besides having the antibodies, she also had some hypoglycemia going on. Um, you know, she had uh, leaky gut issues as well. So uh, he had to start doing some neurological rehab on her and um, to try to just to try to get the blood pressure to calm down. And I discussed with him also about using the cold laser since I've been using lasers since 2004 about how can we help to heal up the brain with utilizing the lasers since they can actually stimulate repair of the, of the tissue in the brain. And so we created a, a protocol for her to do to try to rehab that pathway to gain control over, the, uh, over what's going on with the heart rate. And uh, so with his help, and then she also did have to get one particular medication to help also with the, uh, with the heart rate, we were able to return her back to more of a, a, a normal function to where uh, for the first six months it was really rough because she couldn't even come downstairs uh, from our house. When I would get ready in the morning to come into work, I would have to prepare all of the meals for her for the day and take them upstairs, and we had a separate refrigerator upstairs, uh, a little mini convection oven up there so she could heat up the food because for her to come downstairs, it would literally take about an hour for her heart rate to come back down. So it was real hard. Yeah, it was really, really tough. And um, so I would do that, go to work, and then come back in the evening and, you know, check to see how she was done, how she was doing. And it was just, it was very, very hard um, for her to even be entertained and to watch TV. She had to watch old black and white movies that had from a single angle because if oh, you have wow. too many colors, too much action, it would, it would fire into that pathway and make the, uh, the brain start to, you know, uh, lose control of the heart rate and the thyroid would go crazy. So we went through quite an ordeal, uh, 
for for a long time on there. Uh, the the good news is, is that a year after we saw Dr. Karajian, after doing all the stuff we needed to do, uh, constant tons of work, we were actually able to go out and play tennis, which was a, it's a huge thing to, to for you to figure a person who was unable to even watch. Um, you know, anything other than black and white TV with a single screen, to be able to go out and play something as complicated as tennis, even though it was just a light game, still that was a huge, huge uh, leaps and bounds forward. So with all of that that we went through and the failures that we saw in the, in the, in the standard medical community, that's what really got me um, passionate about trying to help people with this because uh, I've seen other patients who are going through similar things with my wife, and it's a long journey coming back. I mean, we still work on things all the time, um, there's always something to to improve on and, and, and more things to learn. But the sad thing is just standard medical community is kind of failing these people. And the last endocrinologist that she went to when she came out from the appointment, she told me she actually felt like she knew more about the thyroid than he did because his wife had Hashimoto's and he was telling her, I, I don't even know what to do with my wife. She's, you know, she's, she's really wow. struggling. And he didn't, he didn't even know about removing gluten or changing the diet or about, uh, you know, hypoglycemia and how that affects the thyroid. So that's how I kind of got indoctrinated into, into the thyroid. It was a real, you know, learning by, by necessity, by just trying to help my wife. And it was the quick, the quick pathway, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. The fast, <laughs> right, the fast right. track, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. I was just going to well, ask it, you how long yeah. from start to finish, you know, when that, you know, was triggered and, and, you know, when she actually felt well. How long of a period of time was that? Really to feel, I mean, you know, we're, we're still working on it. Obviously, there's good days. And right, bad well days, is like, perspective, like, right. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 exactly. And, and obviously, the, you know, our lifestyle is not the same as it was beforehand because, you know, beforehand we were going out to buffets and restaurants and eating whatever and doing different things. Um, sure. So it, it, it really, really was a year process to be able to even just to say, we can take a drive somewhere and come back and she's not exhausted from the drive. So with incremental steps, and I think that's crucial for people to understand too, is that, you know, you've got to look at not, you know, how far you have to go, but how far you come. So you make realistic goals. So our first goal was just even to get her to be able to come downstairs and not have the heart rate go crazy. So I remember the first time she did that, which was probably after we saw Dr. Karajan, that was several months. That was probably about, you know, two or three months of being 100% gluten-free, eating only at home, you know, grain-free, uh, sugar-free, eating every two or three hours to try to stabilize the blood sugar. I was doing the laser on her thyroid and on the brain as well. We're doing all the supplements necessary. And one of the first things was just when she called me and said, hey, good news, I was able to go downstairs and come back up, and my heart rate didn't go up, and I don't feel exhausted. So that was the first step. So we went from there to where um, a year later we were able to play some tennis. Uh, another thing that was a marker for her is we, we live close to some of the Indian casinos by us, and we like to do that for entertainment. And at first, if she would go to the casino, the spinning reels within five minutes would send the, the heart rate up. So one of the first things that she, she was excited about was after about six months or so, was able, being able to go to the casino, play a slot machine, spin reels, yeah, and, right. uh, and not feel exhausted, not have the heart rate go up. So those are some of the incremental things. So we're still, we're still working on it. It's five years into it, and there's still things to improve. But, I mean, now we can take a long drive to La Jolla and spend a day at the beach and come back in the evening, and she's not wiped out for the next two or three days. She might be tired that night, but she's not going to completely crash. So those are some of the incremental steps that are there. And, okay, you know, well, I have a question. Answer. Go ahead, go ahead. Sure, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I have a question. No I was problem. just going to say, so she pro- thought she had Hashimoto's before, but the iodine right. contrast, that's what put her over the edge, and that's what – 
I mean, like, had she not had that done and you just took gluten out, she'd be, she wouldn't have what she's going through, right? Well, that's an interesting question because I talked with Dr. Karajin about that, and he he said the interesting thing is that it's horrible kind of what we went through, but it gave her a wake-up call now of what was going on as far as with the brain antibodies and with the thyroid antibodies that we were able to jump on this now when she was just, you know, uh, uh, 40 years old and radically changed so we could stop the destruction that was going on in the thyroid and stop the destruction going on in the brain cells before things slowly deteriorated because he said a lot of patients, unfortunately, are completely unaware that they have these processes going on, and it's a slow path of of neurodegeneration and of thyroid destruction that can occur over 20 years that when they finally become aware of it, there might be so much destruction that there's you can't make as much of a recovery. So it, right, it's kind right. of a, it's an interesting thing. I mean, it would be fantastic if we can go back before the iodine and just go gluten and dairy free, run all the lab tests from Cyrex Labs so we can see what did she react to and remove those foods first and run a comprehensive metabolic panel and straighten out any chronic infections, straighten out the blood sugar dysfunction, straighten out anemias, you know, et cetera. If you can do that beforehand, you can save yourself a lot of trouble. That's why one of the things I encourage parents to do if they have Hashimoto's is test your kids early, you know, test to see if they have the antibodies because in talking with Dr. Karazi, he said those antibodies will show up 10 or 20 years before the TSH ever gets dysfunctional. And if you see that the antibodies are there, then run the test to see do they have leaky gut, do they have gluten reactions, do they have, you know, a dairy reaction and remove those foods then so you can spare the thyroid and you can spare the brain. And that's really what uh, the kind of message I want to spread to other people is that unfortunately for my wife, we had to go through this situation, but hopefully can get a message out that other people can, if they spend the money on going and doing those tests, they can save themselves a lot of trouble in the future. And especially if they have Hashimoto's antibodies, if someone wants to give you an iodine contrast, you've got to ask them for an alternative medium because there's a lot of research studies that show that these thyroid storms are fairly common and they can be fatal as well too. Right, and when they go to the emergency room, it's it's kind of like, well, this is psychiatric, there's it's exactly. it's insane. I mean, I, I just, you know, it's interesting, too, how really well-documented gluten is, even with things like ataxia. And, I mean, it's yeah. just such a, it's just such a huge nemesis for the brain. It is. <laughs> Dana and it I is. talk it's... about this all the time. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't know if you guys are aware of the study. I don't remember which journal it came out in, but it was from the 1960s. They did a study on psychiatric patients. Um, and what they did is they, they separated them into two groups, and these were ones who were schizophrenic and on medication. And one half of them was given a 100% gluten-free diet for 30 days, and the other half was their normal institutionalized diet. And what they found was in the group that was given the gluten-free diet that many of them uh, stopped having their hallucinations, their auditory and visual hallucinations. Many of them didn't need their medications or needed a lesser dosage of it. Um, so there was there, that's, that's going clear back, I think it was the 1960s, that showed that. The horrible thing about that study, though, is after they had the improvements from going gluten-free, instead of having everybody go gluten-free in that institution, they put them back on gluten and back on their regular meds. Oh gosh! Yeah. So then all this crazy turned. You know, it, it is Isn't crazy. Isn't that so sad? How, oh my god! That's gosh. how our healthcare system works. Yeah. That was yeah. fifty that's, years ago. That's fifty years ago. It's, it's crazy. And yeah, that was another study that Dr. Karajan told me about. And one fascinating thing I wanted to share about that, I forgot to mention, is that you, you know all this kind of was possible because of 
me starting chiropractic school in 1996 at the same time that Dr. Karajan was there. And the interesting thing, it was my wife who encouraged me when I was 24 to go back to school to be a chiropractor because it's what I wanted to do, but I thought school was going to take too long, be too hard and too much money. And so she spurred me on to go and do this. I started at the exact time to become friends with Dr. Karajan, had him run blood on me, uh, you know, during school, and we stayed in contact afterwards. And it was her actions back in 1994 that put things in place for her to have her uh, healing, you know, 20 years later uh, in Dr. Karajan's office. Amazing, wow. isn't it? I knew Tiff would love yeah. that, right? Yeah, <laughs> totally. just a full, full, you know, the timing is just, you know, you can't, it's, uh, it looks like a, like, a, like a plan, you know, beforehand. Because if I had started the term before, the term afterwards, we wouldn't really known each other. Because when you're in different terms, you don't really know the other students from other classes because you're so busy. You really only know the people in your class. Hmm. You know, Dr. K is amazing. And uh, yes. we, we would just love to see somebody, you know, I had mentioned it to Sean Cruxton, but love somebody to host an iodine summit because it's just, yeah. you know, for for the layman, it is such a confusing mm-hmm. subject. And, of course, it it's very important, and iodine mm-hmm. and is important. But, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's huge confusing for doctors. It, it is, it is. I I know Dr. Karajan would be interesting because when we were doing the thyroid mastermind in uh, Colorado with Isabel Wentz back in October, we were talking about that, me, him, and, and, and Sean. Uh, he was saying that would be great to get all these different people in, like, uh, that have different opinions on it just to discuss it so at least it's out in the open and people are talking about, uh, you know, it, it's pros and cons so people can make a more right. informed decision instead of – it's almost like a religion right now to where if you oh, have gosh, one camp that that's pro-iodine and anti-iodine, <laughs> It's just wow, you know. It's people can get angry and unfriend you over your position on iodine. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? And yet it's so important, you know. I mean, you know, you have thyroid patients that are on thyroid medication, which of course contains iodine. But I've seen uh, I've seen multiple blood works where even people who are fairly well medicated are still iodine deficient. So then they run off and right. jump off the 30 milligram and you're like, Oh my God. You know I mean? Right. It's such a slippery right. slope, you know? And according to Dr. K, mm-hmm. it's so very individual. And, you know, it I is. think people, mm-hmm. the layman needs to hear the, the experts, you know, discuss it. And I love the way Dr. Karazian says, if you truly read the research, it is mm-hmm. really not debatable. I would love no. to that to be actually presented publicly. I would love it. I would love it. Well, I'm going to have my goal in life. Yeah, I'll see him this weekend. I'll mention it. I'll mention it to him as well because we're doing the uh, yeah. um, functional neurology training this weekend. So I'll, I'll talk to him about that. Oh, yeah, it's please do. We had him to the brain. Yeah. We had him on the show a couple yeah. weeks ago. So um, tell him, he you know, Dana it. and Tiff, say Say hello. Yeah, he was so much okay. fun. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah, he's Definitely he's say great. something to him, yeah. And, and that it's, guy it's, is just, he's amazing. The, 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 his dedication and everything. No one knows how hard he works. He's been like that since we were in school together. I mean, he would go, we would go do seminars on the weekend to learn additional things. And we'd been in the seminar from 8 to 5, and the rest of us mortals were exhausted at the end of it because our brains were tired. And he would go and study an additional three hours of material, uh, just he was that dedicated. He's been that way since we were students. So I highly respect. Wow. Like if he if he says he's done the research on it, he really has. I honestly I'm think you, between between Dr. K and Kelly Brogan, they could they could probably solve oh, all really psychiatric well. issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Truly, they could yeah. run the world, right? 
<laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least the brain world for sure. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. I, I, I remember when I mentioned to when I told the you know, Detise about how the uh, you know my wife's uh, heart rate was shooting up just with going downstairs. Just with giving him that description on the history, he knew exactly what pathway it was in the brain. And at the time, he rattled off how this fires into the basal ganglia and fires into this center, and the the GAT sixty five <sighs> antibodies hit this again. And he rattled all this stuff up. And he's like, you following me? I'm like, no, but just tell me what to do. You know, that's fine because at the time I hadn't had the training. But now the great thing is he's training a bunch of us doctors in the functional neurology that he knows. So, you know, in the future there's going to be more people who can help the thyroid patients too with these, with these brain issues because, as, as I said before, he says 50% of the Hashimoto's patients have brain antibodies. So that's why you see all these people with, with what looks like a panic disorder or anxiety and they're just medicated uh, for it, but it doesn't fix it because it's not addressing the problem that's, that's in the brain that's related to what they're eating that's related to their blood sugar levels, to their anemias, to infections, all the same things are, that affect a Hashimoto's patient for their thyroid effects and for their brain as well, too. Well, and how true Okay, we have to stop. Wait, wait, we have to stop and introduce a, a flower field moment because there's been too many things that, that Dr. Kirk um, Gare has said that, that we need a flower field moment for. So, right, Tim? <laughs> totally. you got to oh, tell him. you got to tell him. What's a flower field? Tell him what it is. Tell him, Tiff. <laughs> okay, so a flower field moment is when we, we came about this way back, I think, in our uh-huh. second, maybe second show, where we uh-huh. were just getting used to all this. And, of course, someone would say right. something that was so uh, get profound, okay? So uh-huh. whether it was personal resonance or, you know, in the commu- you know in the Hashimoto's and thyroid community, or and it would just be dead quiet. And Dan and I would be like right. that of course, we PM to make sure everything's okay, but we would say, right. I can't believe, you know, we just it's a moment of just resonance and I, I can't, can't put it into words, but just where what someone has said is so resounding. Like when you were talking about your wife, I kept thinking of yeah. um, this woman that I had experienced, and literally this woman was tortured. I actually PM'd yeah. her and told her, you have to listen to this show. And she just said, yeah. she said, I'm still dealing with it. And, you know, of course, right. the endocrinologist says all my blood work is fine. Absolutely. But it, that's what a mm-hmm. flower field moment is. It's just when it's really quiet that's and cool. Dan and I are just basically overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great thing. Well, and, and you met well, Stacy, right? And, and it was on her show that we, we came up and coined the term yeah. flower field moments because we had so oh, many flower field moments yeah. with Stacy. Yeah, and you know Stacy, I know. She's so she's fabulous. Yeah, she's She's awesome. She's awesome, definitely. Yeah, it was Stacey a great group is of people. I got a flower field. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a flower, flower field. field. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. definitely. Well, I was going to say, how fortunate, uh, Dr. Gare, that your wife had the opportunity. Um, I know that she would probably want to strangle me right about now, uh, take me no. down to the floor, but how, what an extraordinary experience that she had the ability to experience that without right. her thyroid already having been in a treatable range. They would have just put her on medication, yeah. and it probably would have masked exactly. most of that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. what an opportunity yeah. for her to be able to do that um, the right, right way, technically. I hate to say that. And like I said, she can take me down to the floor anytime. That's okay. <laughs> no, you're, <laughs> like, that you're, was you're not a good right. thing. <laughs> no, you're, but you're absolutely right, especially because her mom has Parkinson's. And um, oh so the same, yeah, the same kind of process that was going on in her is something that could have, if you leave it alone, could would it, would have probably led to Parkinson's in another twenty or thirty years. So by finding this out, by going through this horrible stuff now, 
we're able to, to take the steps that are necessary now to prevent that from, ha- from degenerating into Parkinson's. And that's another reason why I like using the laser on her, because there's tons of, of laser research, even on patients who currently have Parkinson's, of it being able to reverse some of the destruction that occurs with Parkinson's and being able to uh, stimulate new neuronal stem cell development. And so your brain can rewire around areas of, of damage, and the laser can also calm down the autoimmune attack that's going on with the glial cells. So um, it, it's kind of pushed things really, really forward to, for, for, for her, and hopefully we can spread this with more people as well because of what she went through. Okay, so let's just jump right into cold laser. So talk, tell okay. everybody, layman's terms, what it is, how it works, what it looks like, what it does, how it helps, all sure. that stuff. Okay, sure. so cold, cold lasers have been around really since the 1960s. And by saying cold, it's, you don't actually feel cold. It just means it's not hot. It's not a, an ablative or destructive laser. So you think about the hot lasers are like what you use to do uh, laser uh, eye surgery, you know, to correct nearsightedness or um, other types of surgical things or what dermatologists use to get rid of scars. Those are more of the hot lasers or, or ones uh, to cauterize, uh, uh, you know, blood vessels. Those are hot lasers, so there's some destruction that goes on there. With a cold laser, you don't really feel anything while it's on you, and it's designed not to destroy tissue, but to actually stimulate what's called, here's a fancy word, photobiomodulation. So the, the easiest example of photobiomodulation is just you know, walk out in the sunshine and let sun hit your skin, and your skin's going to absorb the photons of energy from the sun that's 93 million miles away, and it's going to convert that energy into vitamin D, and that's going to help you to make all kinds of things in the body. It helps modulate the immune system, uh, helps with your hormones, you know, helps to decrease inflammation, and that's just from sunlight hitting your skin making vitamin D. So we take a, a laser, and I'm specifically really talking about the red lasers here. There's a lot of different uh, wavelengths of them, but with the red lasers, uh, you can stimulate different effects when you put it on tissue. So some of the things that the, that the published literature shows that lasers can do, especially if you're doing what's called like a, a class 2 or class 3, which are the non-heat producing lasers. So I want to be real clear about that. When I'm talking about lasers for the thyroid, I'm not talking about the class 4 lasers, which those are ones that produce deep heat for like uh, arthritis. You really don't want to use those on a thyroid. It's more of the class 2 and class 3 that are lower level non-heat producing. But with these ones, if you put them on the tissue, you can actually stimulate new stem cells to form. You can get, uh, you can also stimulate wow. what are called blastic cells to heal tissue. For example, I use this with athletes a lot. Had a kid in here who broke his ankle at the start of basketball season. Uh, he was totally going to be out seven to eight weeks. I use the laser on him on some specific frequencies that help to stimulate osteoblast cells to form new bone. And we healed that fracture in three weeks. And the orthopedic doctor was able to clear him. And the orthopedic doctor was blown away because he'd never seen a fracture heal that fast. But we do it all the time with fractures. So that gives you a good example. I like using the fracture example because there you can clearly see it on an x-ray. It's, it's really easy to see. Oh, this is broken. Three weeks later, it's healed up totally. Uh, but so when we're dealing with the thyroid, uh, what the research studies show is there's some really cool things. Uh, they, they show that it actually improves circulation within the thyroid gland. Uh, a lot of patients have poor uh, blood flow within it, and they've done studies where they'll do laser, they'll do an ultrasound on the patient's thyroid to, to check for blood flow, do laser on it, and then, uh, and then check blood flow again, and they see improvements in the blood flow, blood flow throughout the thyroid. Um, the laser will also 
decrease inflammation. We know inflammation is a huge problem, both with brain issues and with thyroid and with autoimmunity. So lasers can actually knock down the inflammatory cytokines and actually promote really powerful antioxidants like glutathione. And that's really important. Like when we look at even like Dr. Karajian's protocol for, for Hashimoto's patients, a lot of times he has them take a thing called uh, glutathione recycler or oxycell and apply it directly to the thyroid to try to ramp up glutathione production. That's one thing we get with a laser. Um, the other thing it does is it calms down the TH17 activity. And for, you know, I don't know if you're, how your, your uh, readers are, are familiar with TH17, but that's a big driver in autoimmunity. And so if you can kind of calm down the activity of TH17, you can calm down autoimmunity. So those are a few of the, few of the things that we get with, uh, with the, the lasers and how they work. That's amazing. I mean, that's just that's beyond amazing. That's so promising as well. Yeah, especially I, there's, there was a particular study I loved sh- to share uh, that uh, this was in the in August 10 uh, journal Lasers and Surgery and Medicine. And your readers can go go to PubMed.org. You can you know, search on these on these databases and you, and you can see these uh, studies for themselves. And in this one, with just doing 10 treatments over five weeks, they found that all the patients in that study who were on thyroid medication needed less medication, and 40% of them didn't require any medication at all, even nine months after the uh, laser uh, therapy. And they found that their TPO antibodies decreased and that the uh, thyroid tissue uh, regenerated as well on the, on the ultrasound. And again, no side effects. So that's one of the great things is when you see that you're not going to do any harm, it's worth it to, to give that a shot. What's the greatest decrease that you have experienced or read about uh, in the TPO antibodies? Is it is it fairly significant? Well, I, I, okay, speaking for myself, I also have the thyroid antibodies as well. I was not nearly as you know, severe as my wife, but I had thyroid antibodies, and so did my wife. Ours are, are completely in the normal range now after doing, you know, a combination of everything. I'm not saying laser fixes everything, but when you do all the stuff you need to do with eliminating your trigger foods, you know, working out blood sugar bounces, et cetera, and uh, right. utilizing the laser. For both of us, the thyroid antibodies, uh, when we did blood tests, they're completely in the, in the, uh, in the normal range. Wow, that's awesome. And that's I have awesome. some patients with antibodies as high that's as 2,000, and they've dropped down. Yeah. So is it, Why is are it, more people uh, doing this? <laughs> you know, it, it's an excellent It blows my mind, too, because I've been using these lasers since 2004. And when I got into it, I thought, man, I'm getting into this really late because the doctors that trained me, they've been using them since the 80s. And the research goes back to the 60s, mostly in Europe and in the Soviet Union. Uh, and then here in the U.S., you don't see it as much. I, I think one of the reasons why you don't – You've not seen doctors use it as much as, you know, everything is so slow to change. And when it comes to utilizing lasers, I mean, there's not like a ton of money in it. It's not a medication you're going to have someone on for life. Um, you know, it's not like we're doing a big ticket surgery. I actually encourage patients to think about buying their own laser. And I show them how to use it and use it at home. So they, And I teach them different brain rehab protocols and things they can do on, uh, to help dampen that inflammation and increase the glutathione production for their, for their thyroid. Because then you're looking at somebody getting something that can benefit them and their family for the rest of their, of their life. But it does. It just perplexes me when you see the volume of research on, on lasers and all these different conditions. Even There's even a study on lasers and thyroid cancer going back to 1993. Uh, I believe wow. it was the Kiko Medical Journal in Japan. There's a doctor over there who's doing a ton of research with lasers and, and thyroid and lasers and thyroid cancer. And he has some great studies where he even showed that he was able to take uh, patients who had cancer and use the lasers to even help to kill the cancer cells because it improved the function of the immune cells 
and they were able to cause apoptosis, which is cellular death of the cancer cells, while the healthy cells kind of proliferated. But you don't hear about that much. You know, cancer is big, big business, big money, and a lot of times when it comes to using these things, they, they tell you, well, if it's not FDA cleared, you know, we can't really talk about it. But I think this is important that even though it hasn't been FDA cleared for thyroid or for brain, when we look at the research, the research shows that it supports decreasing inflammation, it supports um, modulating the immune system, and helps with tissue repair. So, you know, maybe we're not directly treating, say, a Hashimoto's or directly treating a Parkinson's. It's still showing you're treating the pathways that lead to that condition. And if you can can get to the root cause that we talk about all the time, that's one of the things that the laser helps to do is by getting to those root causes and supporting the pathways that are necessary for a person to have more complete healing. Hmm. Okay, so okay, so using you as an example, um, yeah. what, what kind of decrease did you see in your antibodies? Do you mind sharing with us? Yeah, for me, my antibodies weren't super high. My antibodies were um, in the 70s is where they were. Uh, now my antibodies are below 9 uh, for the TPO antibodies. So they've dropped way, way down on there. Um, and and my, my function is, is, is so much better. Again, I've done everything. So I did all the tests from Cyrex. So I'm gluten-free, you know, dairy-free. Uh, you know, I do my, my supplements. I'm not on any medications because my, I only had the Hashimoto's reaction where I had the antibodies, but my TSH and T3 and T4 never got, well, got out of the medical normal range, which, you know, that's like majority of people on there. Um, but I was able to drop 40 pounds. My energy is better now at 46 than it was when I was a teenager. Back when I was a teenager, I was having to take frequent naps. Sometimes I couldn't sleep for several days because I had that whole wired and tired kind of thing. Um, but for me, I also had a lot of brain symptoms. As a kid, I had Tourette's. I had, uh, I had tics. I had the uh, blinking tics. I had grunting tics and whistling tics, ADHD, wow. you know, getting in trouble at school, all that stuff. And the, the fantastic thing is with the combination of all the stuff I've done, uh, you know, with the diet and then also with the lasers, I don't have that problem anymore. I can focus on things and write the articles that I write and, uh, you know, do research, go to for a weekend seminar with Dr. Karazian and be in there from eight to six, listen to him talk about the brain or the thyroid and come out and still feel refreshed at the end of it, which I never would have been able to do that back when my antibodies were elevated. I would have been, right. you know, daydreaming, taking a nap, falling asleep, snoring in class. And that was my history all throughout school was always struggling with trying to stay awake, trying to have enough energy to do things. So that's my personal story with how things have, uh, have improved for, for me with utilizing the lasers and all the other uh, methods for the thyroid. With, with my wife, um, you know, it's, the great thing is, is like, if she can go up and down stairs. We can go for walks. She can watch an action flick. A huge thing. This is a huge thing. And some of your listeners out there may have this problem. They go to a, a movie and try to see something in IMAX or 3D, and they start feeling motion sickness or feel nauseated. That's a sign already that these brain pathways are not firing right. So that's a warning sign for them to go see someone who knows functional neurology and get worked on. Because that's where my wife was. She used to get a lot of motion sickness in the car, and we couldn't go see a movie in 3D. We had to sit in the back as well, too. Now she can go to an IMAX movie and sit there. We, just, we saw you know, the, the Star Wars movie in 3D at, at Christmas, which is you know, almost two and a half hours long, and she was fine. Came out of there, no problems with her heart. So for me, that's a huge thing. Um, and I do, I do the laser on her about three times a week with her doing some specific balance exercises and some movements with her eyes to stimulate that pathway in the brain. And the great thing is now we can go a little longer without her having to do it. It used to be I had to do it about two times a day. Otherwise, her heart rate would start to go a little crazy. Uh, now we can go uh, uh, you know, several days, and she'll just tell me, hey, I feel a little off. Can you do the laser on me? I'll do the laser, and then we'll take off and go to the casino or whatever, and she'll be fine and good to go. Wow. 
So that's you actually you're doing an awesome job of leading us into these questions. It's like a perfect Thanks, setup. Sure. <laughs> Thank you. But how many times, like for example, um, is it something that's a maintenance thing with the laser? And obviously, you answered part of that with your wife. But yeah. if when a patient comes to you and and this is something that you do, do you recommend a series of lasers, or is it something that you really tell people, you know, it's an as needed. You need to do this. I know you recommended them as home. Tell us a little bit more about a protocol for you with the cold lasers. Did we lose him? Are you there? <laughs> oh, no. Dr. Garrett? I think we lost him. Oh, no. <laughs> We're having, we did okay, lose well. him. We're having the blooper day. He'll come back in. I mean, that yeah. sounds amazing, like when you talk about tissue regeneration, and I am just dying to ask him if there's any of those, like, controlled studies in PubMed where they actually, I mean, that's just amazing. And un- unfortunately, things that can be, like, super, here he is. He's back. He's back. We're going to get him. We're going to grab you. What happened? It started ringing your number. My battery's fine here. So, you know, okay. so your, your, question, your question was then on how do we determine how much laser we're going to do on a patient, correct? Exactly, yes. Okay. Yeah, it is kind of on a case-by-case basis. You know, some patients are a lot more severe than others. Now, according to the research on there, that's one of the things I think why we don't see this as standardized, standardized is because even the research, like they'll do some studies like the one I cited earlier, that was 10 treatments over five weeks and they did no follow-up and they still saw benefits nine months later. I've seen some mm-hmm. other studies that do similar things to where 10 treatments and you see a benefit that lasts a year. But I don't think that can be applied to everybody because, like, I know just from working with my wife, so she's one of my most challenging patients is that when uh, we, I was working with her initially I would do it sometimes a couple times a day and then we'd experiment let's see how long can we stretch this thing out and and then we would do it kind of an, on an as needed basis I know that times when she'll need more is, is if she hasn't gotten good sleep then she'll need more frequent laser or let's say if it's around the holidays and we have too many gluten-free uh, treats you know because the sugar's still going to uh, ramp things up so those are some factors that are that are on there or if there's a lot of stress or uh, here's a big one, if, if she gets sick, you know, any time a person gets, uh, uh, you know, an infection, a cold, a virus, a bacteria, whatever, seasonal, seasonal, seasonal cold, that's going to ramp up what's already going on. I talked to Dr. Karajan about that, and he said, yeah, anytime you have that, that can set a person back and make them feel like, oh, crap, you know, why am I going back to where I was several months ago or several years ago? And that's just what happens with the infection. So that's when we'll do a little more laser and then try to taper off after, uh, you know, after she kind of returns back to her baseline. And I can see where the where the potential problem would be with any kind of controlled studies, but uh, yeah. it sounds amazing. I mean, that's you wish, and and of course, you know, anything that's super promising, naturally or fairly easily, is not going to be given a whole lot of funding to back all of that kind right. of research either, which totally stinks. <laughs> that's exactly. my my and, super and super smart. Totally stinks. No, no, you're, you're, you're right on because uh, the company I get my lasers from, which is Erconia, uh, Erconia Medical out of Texas, which they've just hired me to start doing webinars to teach doctors and uh, how to use lasers on, on numerous different conditions. I, I use them, and in talking with them, they said one of the problems is that um, they have to fund their own research. They don't have a big pharmaceutical company that's trying to push a miracle drug. They've got a laser here that they're going to sell for maybe a few thousand dollars to a doctor, but yet to try to run a, a peer-reviewed study, that's going to cost, you know, millions of dollars to do that and to, to put it out there. So you're, you're absolutely spot on that that's one of the, one of the problems uh, when you're trying to do the research on these things. 
Mm, so true. It's such a bummer, but things are changing. I have great hopes yeah. for the future. Yeah, I do, especially as we're, you know, as, as doctors are getting better trained, you know, like I said, Dr. Karaji and Dr. Brock are starting their functional neurology seminars to train other doctors in this. And, and that brings up an interesting point, too, about uh, about the, the, the thyroid is that, you know, you're talking a lot of patients even will have history of prior brain trauma, uh, sometimes as a, as a young person, maybe there's an old car accident or a sports injury where they had a concussion or, or uh, you know, fall off a horse or something like that where they get concussed. Or even from birth, just, brain trauma from birth. Yeah. That's also, right, you know, you're birth. right off the get-go with it, you know. Exactly. Where some people exactly. go, this is just normal, this is the way I am, or this is my personality. Yeah. You know, you're like, no, no, it's not. No, no. <laughs> you, mean, you mean like yeah, if they yeah. were, um, if the umbilical cord was wrapped around their head and they were pulling them out yeah. and being suffocated? That would be me. No, oh. yeah. <laughs> Even from the birth yeah, canal. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, there's yeah, a lot. that would be know. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I fell out of a two-story so window, Dr. Gare. That will do it as well, yeah, because it shakes the brain, it stresses the pituitary gland, you know, that gets kind of rotated, and the neck affects the way your hormones are released. Because see, I see a lot of patients, I do a lot of car accidents as well, and I see a lot of patients coming after a car accident who now have thyroid symptoms because that concussion that they got, even though it was mild, they didn't really get knocked out, but they just had like a little headache afterwards, but it was enough to affect the pituitary gland and now to affect the way that the, uh, the endocrine system is functioning. And so that has to be addressed as well too and that's the cool thing is with the lasers we can go through and and work on that concussion to calm down the autoimmune uh, attack that could be ramping up to improve blood flow within the brain it stimulates nitric oxide so that that way you get better vasodilation Uh, it also stimulates the production of mitochondria for better energy within the brain atp production for better energy so we have all these different cool things that can be done so i'm just hoping in the future we have doctors who can Realize that, hey, if you've got a patient who's coming in with a, with a head trauma, even if it's right. a young kid who got a sports injury, let's look, hey, is there Hashimoto's in their family? Well, this might turn that on. So let's make sure now that we do all the things that are necessary, run the right blood tests, and maybe do some laser on them so we can calm down these autoimmune kind of reactions and save this kid or this young person from then being someone in their 30s and 40s who's really struggling, uh, you know, just with their, their daily life because their Hashimoto's or their, their brain issues have really, you know, just kind of ramped up. Dr. Gare, do you have any good YouTube videos or videos on your site of a laser treatment that people could actually watch so they would know what to expect? You know, I am going to be putting some of those up. Um, I, on my, my, my website is laserchiropractic.net. Um, if, they, uh, if they also search me on Google, they'll find some other videos I have on there. But I'm going to be doing that. I'm also going to be doing a webinar as well, cool. too, on some, of these, on some of these things. So if people go to uh, go and like my Facebook page as well, which is facebook.com slash thyroid info, then I'll, I'll, I'll share those up on there as well because I'm going to be putting the, the webinars and the other things on there so people can see uh, how these things work. They're real, real simple. Again, it doesn't take a lot of time, and there's, there's no side effects. As long as you're using the right laser, again, you don't want to use one of those class 4 ones or one of the uh, you know, surgical kinds of lasers, but there's, from all the studies, there's no real side effects with it, so it's really just positives. Mm, okay, so cool. if, you, if, you, if you covered this, please forgive me. I, I keep having to no turn problem. my mic off so I can cough. My, so I can oh, sure. cough out, out of the you know show and, <laughs> right, and uh, right. now for just a second. So, tell us um, really quick um, Hashimoto's patients and the symptoms that most common symptoms that people have. Which ones are, are all can uh, the cold laser uh, you know help with? 
Oh, it's fantastic. You know, yeah, there's, it's it, because we're helping overall the whole uh, body. And again, this is not saying if you, you keep eating gluten and, and you know not address your blood sugar, you got to do all that as well. But when it comes to uh, the Hashimoto symptoms, a big one, especially that uh, that is a boon for a lot of people, is what lasers can do with hair regeneration, uh, because the lasers can actually stimulate hair regrowth. And that was one of the first studies back in the 1960s when they were doing studies on trying to heal surgical wounds on rats, and they'd shave them down, and they'd, they would laser one group of rats and wouldn't laser the other one to see how fast their wound healed. Well, we also found that rats who were getting the laser, their hair regenerated a lot faster. And they found that it worked with alopecia. Uh, and, and so there's some good studies with laser with, with helping uh, patients, especially female patients, to thicken the hair follicle, to regrow some of the lost hair. So that's one of the things that helps with it. Um, also, a lot of patients will feel, you know, when they're going through, the, when the thyroid's kind of flaring up, they'll feel that lump in the throat. Using the thyroid, uh, the laser on that, uh, it seems to kind of take that down because it decreases the inflammation. And uh, so then that also can help overall with the lack of energy, with the cold hands, cold feet, because the laser is also helping with circulation. So it helps with all those different things. Um, and then a lot of the thyroid patients have brain symptoms too, like someone might be motion sickness or it might be, like I mentioned, feeling a little off when you're watching a fast-moving film or, or, or the, a lot of patients complain of anxiety or panic attacks. And when we use the laser, it can, it can help with those things because we can strengthen some of those pathways in the brain. So really it's kind of like a global type of a, type of a thing because we're helping the whole, uh, the whole thyroid function better and not just going after one particular symptom. Hmm. That's fascinating. Field right there. <laughs> yeah, <well. laughs> I'm like, hmm. Cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That sounds amazing. Amazing. Yeah, it is. I just, I, I just hope that this becomes more commonplace because, like I said, the research is there. I see the results with the patients. I, I have patients who will come in, and they'll tell me when they come in for their treatment, before I do it on them, they feel tired. They might feel a little brain fog. I mean, that's a huge one. How many Hashimoto's patients complain of brain fog? That's an enormous one. A lot of them will come in, they'll feel brain fog and fatigue, and I'll do the laser protocol on them, I'll do a little neural rehab on them, and they'll be like, I feel like I'm a flower that just got watered. Like I just, I perked up. Like I feel more <laughs> I love alive. that. Yeah. So totally right. I, I got these little sunflower seeds, and I, I didn't water them yesterday, and they were just like, ooh. Right. You know? And yeah, I watered exactly. them, and they went, ooh. So that totally hit yeah. me this morning. <laughs> That, that, okay, that's so it. we're gonna exactly. we're gonna celebrity. We're gonna talk to celebrity. Here, Dr. Gare. That's right. We are. Because <laughs> cool. we're that's impressed great. and we want to hear a little Thank more you. about it. So we know that sure. you have worked with both the X Files and the Dodgers. So tell yeah. us, sure. do tell. <laughs> do yeah, tell well, about you your know, work. X Files. It was way back in the nineties. It was uh, it was a one day thing actually. So I got to work on some of the actors. I got to tell you, man, those people. You know, we kind of envy their lifestyle sometimes. We see the money they make. I do not envy what they do on a daily basis. Because no way. No, I went there, and uh, it was, I was sitting around a lot waiting for them to come in. They, could, they didn't know exactly when the uh, actor was going to be able to come in, and when she came in, she thought she was going to have an hour with me. And next thing you know, she, she was telling me, this, this job can be so stressful because you never know how much time you have, and you go back and forth, I'm glad I got an hour for you to work on me. And five minutes later, they said they need her in front of the shoot. Um, so it was just you know totally, totally hectic out there. What really blew me away, too, is how small the people are. 
I mean, you're talking about when they say that the camera puts on 10 pounds. It's, uh, it, it seems like it's more than that because people just really didn't look that healthy in, in person. You know, they look overworked and really, really thin, kind of emaciated. So that was one of the crazy mm-hmm. things that was working on there. Now, working with the, the Dodgers Angels Fantasy Camp, that was really cool. I got invited to do this because one of the patients that I worked on, uh, he actually would run the, the fantasy camp for the, for the Dodgers and the Angels, and he was happy with how what kind of results he got with the lasers for his shoulder injury, so he invited me to come out there to a camp. And when he first invited me to come out to do a camp, I thought it was for a high school. I thought, yeah, I'll come do a camp. And I thought I was going to donate my time. And next thing I know, he's telling me it's for the Dodgers and Angels fantasy camp, and they're going to pay me to be out there for a week in Arizona. Oh, how cool. And I was going to get to be side-by-side side with some of the guys I grew up, you know, watching as a, as a kid when the Dodgers won the World Series back in the, in the 80s. Uh, it was like a dream come true, you know, getting to be able to be out there and hear their stories of, you know, what it was like when they were playing and playing in the, uh, uh, in the World Series and uh, all the different stories from the guys that they know. It was just a, a lot of fun, um, you know, and, and uh, it was cool because the thing that blew me away is there's another example. I'm out there, and the guy who had been the head Dodger trainer for the last 25 years um, had never really seen much with lasers or done much, much with lasers. So the first day I'm out there, and, uh, you know, they have the two trainers, one from the Dodgers, one from the Texas Rangers are, are there to work on the guys. And so everybody's coming in. They see me with my crazy laser in the, in the corner, you know, looking like a mad scientist. And then you got the standard, uh, <laughs> the, the standard therapy on the other side, you know, ice packs and everything. And so everybody's kind of in line there. And reluctantly, one of the guys comes over, well, I guess I'll come to this guy because there's no line here. And he comes over, and he's got a, uh, um, he's got a shoulder injury. From the camp, and so he's feeling like he can't throw. And so I work on my laser with the laser, and in like five minutes, he feels like he can go out and throw again. And he's blown away, and so he leaves and he goes and he tells other guys. And then one of the uh, one of the uh, other players, this guy who's a head strength and conditioning coordinator for one of the pro teams, he, he comes in the same thing. His shoulders torn up. I work him with the laser. He's blown away because he feels like he could he could go out and throw a double header. So the interesting thing that happened is by middle of the week, I'd have a huge line waiting for me in the morning, at lunch, and afterwards. I had to stay like an hour afterwards to treat everybody, and there were fewer people waiting for the um, for the regular trainers. So by the end of the week, after they could see me fix all these different injuries, I mean, guys would come over with a hamstring pull, and they think they're done for, the, for that fantasy camp, and I'd get them back out to where they're able to play, uh, you know, back injuries, head injuries, different things, uh, and consistently getting them back out there really fast. I asked them, say, hey, so what do you guys think? You guys think you'll add in uh, cold laser with the way you treat the athletes, especially when you figure they're dealing with multimillion-dollar contracts where you need athletes back there as fast as you can. And it blew me away when they actually said, uh, I don't know. We'll look into it. And the other guy from the other team says, well, we have a laser, but, you know, one of the pitchers comes in. He just uses it on himself. He swears by it, but I don't know. I don't know if we'll really start doing that. And I think that all goes back oh. to the whole thing. You say, how is it that you can see these results and still not use it? And it just it baffles me. It blows my mind. Uh, and, of course, you know, they, they, they tease me about it. They give me a hard time, which is fine. I don't care. You know, they can give me a hard time about my, my voodoo stuff is what they call it. But I mean, the bottom line is it gets results. And, uh, uh, and then I get to get the results around some, you know, some players that are Hall of Famers that I've watched growing up. Hmm. Okay, we're going to switch gears really quick. Thank you. That was um, I can't even imagine. I mean, all that's just another kind of flower field moment. Like, wow, like probably very yeah. surreal for you and fun. No, it totally was. It totally was. And when I post pictures on my on my Facebook page, you know, all my friends are saying, "I hate you so much right now." <laughs> you know, ah, right. I, I can't that's why we had. 
we yeah. had to bring it up for you so that you could yeah. just bask in no, the sunshine. Good. Oh, it was great. It was great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't believe I'm out here, and they're paying me because I would pay to be out here. And then the cabaret right. kind of takes this whole circle. As I mentioned, I like to, we like to go to the casino. Is when I'm driving in my car, and I have a couple of Hall of Famers in the car with me, and we're going to hang out in the casino out there by Tucson and, and uh, play cards together. And it was like, this is so crazy. Guys, I wasn't growing up. And here <laughs> oh, I am, cool. sitting next to them at a card table and, and just hanging out. You know, it was, it was totally cool. It was really a lot of and fun. And probably so. just the biggest dumb-looking smile on your face, right? Oh, totally, <laughs> totally, totally. I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to wake up at any moment, and this isn't going to be real. You know, <laughs> it was totally cool stuff. That. That's so cool. I love that. That just makes me smile. How fun. It is. It is. I love it. Okay, so we're going to switch gears really quick. The last thing we want to ask you sure. before we let you go. Yeah. We know you talk a lot about cell phones and its effect on mood, et cetera. We want to know yeah. your top tips for cell phone usage. And I really don't want to know because she does I just know. don't. But, on okay. but I let do want it. to know. So <laughs> tell me. Doesn't. Let her have it. <laughs> well, here, here's a cool thing that you can do with cell phones. And, again, this is a little product made by the company that I get my lasers from. It's, it's called an R2L. You can go to r2l.com, and you can see this product they have. It's, it's pretty inexpensive. It's only 30 bucks. I, I, have, I try to get my patients to use it. What I like about it is because reality is people are still going to use their cell phones. They're going to use their tablets. They're going to use their laptops. So what we've got to do is at least if we can, if we can reduce that electromagnetic field that's being generated from it, we can reduce some of the risk of it. So you can stick one of these things on there, and what it does, R2L means radiation to light. So what it does, it absorbs the radiation that's being released by the cell phone, the tablet, or the laptop, and it's going to collect it, and then it's in a little microchip, and then it's going to release it in red light that's harmless. So you're converting it into a harmless light source. It reduces the EMF radiation by 70%, according to the research studies Ooh. on there. So, wow. Oh, I like a lot. that. Yeah. I have it on my cell phone. I put it on my laptop. Yeah, here's interesting. I asked them at the company. I'm like, well, since the, cell phone, since the laptop's bigger, are you guys going to come out with a bigger one for the laptops? And they told me, no. The interesting thing is that uh, the laptop actually radiates less electromagnetic radiation than the cell phone does. The cell phone with the Wi-Fi and everything, it's a, it's a much bigger field. They're almost the same. So you can use the same little device on your laptop, your tablet, or your, or your, your cell phone. So that's like my number one top thing that I would do is I would put that on there. So that way it's always, you know, decreasing that field. Um, other thing that I would say is keep it away from your reproductive organs. You know, try, guys don't keep it in the pocket next to the testicles. Females don't store it next to your, next to the breast, especially because there have been some studies where they found increased tumor rates on the side that some females will carry a uh, cell phone in their bra. I, I actually saw mm-hmm. a bra that has a little pocket for a cell phone, and the studies show that that no. could potentially cause tumor growth there. So I they definitely wouldn't do that. They protect those studies. They protect those studies pretty oh, well in the U.S. They're actually they much more popular in Europe, uh, fairly well Absolutely. documented on brain tumors and cell phone usage. Yes. You know, we had gone mm-hmm. to, I went to a Samsung uh, from my iPhone, and I have to just be totally and completely honest here. This is a this yeah. is a a naked moment for me, but you know, yeah. uh, because with you know brain issues, you know, uh, an iPhone actually has three times the radiation of. Um, Mm-hmm. of an Android phone, certain Android, it most does. Android phones. But it does. Um, I miss my iPhone like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, get, get it, get terrible, terrible. 
Yeah, What's that? Yeah, one of the R2Ls. You can stick that on there I'm, and that'll decrease I'm that. all over it. You have no idea. I'm going to run out there and I'm going to be like on Amazon and, and eBay that. trying to well, find you know, it. We'll do, what we can actually do is let me see if I can get the company to ship you guys out a sample of them. Actually, I'll contact my guy over there, Ethan Villa. Really? Uh, yeah, let me do oh that for you. I'll, I'll contact him today. That would be awesome because yeah. we would give it then, rave yeah. reviews. I mean, that's a huge yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, yeah, yeah We specifically so, yeah, chose those phones, and, man, I'll tell yeah. you, because, unfortunately, it's a necessary evil in what we do for a living. Absolutely. You know, our phones, Absolutely. our laptops, the whole nine yards, and I can't get away from it, but, man, mm. do I miss that iPhone. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get I'll get that sent over. He can't do it. I'll send you one so you guys can try those things out. So yeah, they look good. They last a life of the phone excited. as well. Yeah. Did you just get my big kiss? I yeah, sent you a big thank kiss. You. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. But it's you know that's so sad that they protect that information and it's such yeah. a way of life in the U.S. You know, but but it there are, there are repercussions. I got to ask you a professional question. Do sure. you feel that it's possible that this radiation, I know it's going to sound like a stupid question, be like, Tiffany, what was that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For the listeners, do you think that sure. that could have anything to do with this rise in brain antibodies that we see? Uh, that's an interesting theory. I mean, I don't see why not because, you know, there's, there's studies on uh, leukemia and, and uh, electromagnetic fields, you know, they, where they had spikes in leukemia rates in uh, children who go to schools under high-tension uh, wires. I believe it was in Florida where they had uh, a big spike in leukemia rates um, at one school that was like that. So you look at the kind of impact it's going to have on the immune system, uh, and I would say, yeah, it could. There's a, there's a doctor, uh, Dr. Um, Joel Oshman, uh, O-S-C-H-M-A-N, and he's a Ph.D., and he's written a book called Cross Currents, and it talks about uh, electric, electrosmog, basically. And he wrote this like 10 years ago, talking about the impact that uh, electrical um, smog or electrical p- pollution, basically, has on our immune system, has on our sleep-wake cycle, um, you know, has, has on our endocrine system. <laughs> yeah, thyroid, right. everything. Yeah, the endocrine system, absolutely. So, yeah, I definitely – it concerns me. Anytime I see one of those Wi-Fi tires going up, I'm like, okay, great. You know, it's cool. We're going to have good reception. But what's this doing to our brain? How's it modulating everything? How's it modulating the immune system? So that's oh, an and especially question. when you I, see kids yeah. with yeah. cell phones in your hand, smartphones, not just a cell phone, a smartphone. Well, You're like, I, gotta oh. tell you, I I do I do a lot of work with kids, so I have a lot of a lot of uh, young patients in my office. I work with a lot of young athletes. I do uh, sports physicals for about ten local high schools and youth programs around me. So I see a large volume of kids every year just, just doing a, uh, an assessment on their physiological functioning. And it's, I swear, it seems like an episode of The Walking Dead because some of these kids oh are coming God. up, and I'll see them like at four or five, and they're energetic, they look bright-eyed and everything. And as I keep seeing them year after year, uh, you see this dullness creep into the eyes, their posture becomes stooped. Um, even their, their responses to cues, like if I try to tell them to, you know, follow someone, hey, raise your hands overhead, usually they'll say, wait, what? How? What oh happened? Oh, my God. Like they can't process the information you know, as they're loading themselves up with flaming hot Cheetos that have excitatory neurotoxins and monsters. Oh, my God. And you know, oh that, that could be a whole other podcast right there. But they're, they're And really video games your, for boys. And video, video games. games yeah. Yes, but you know what? It's so difficult because I have a 14-year-old. Tiff and I both uh, have 14-year-olds, and they are my son excels at it. 
Yes, and my son oh, excels at it, and I hate to take it away because he's no, so no. good and it makes him feel positive. So it's like I, I know, need to find the balance for it. It's yeah, very yeah, difficult. Yeah. I am oh, my gosh, and I have to tell you, myself. <laughs> my Go son ahead. is um, 14 yeah. and he's homeschooled. So we've uh-huh. tried to, and, and we're unschoolers, so unschoolers, it's not a new term, mm-hmm. uh, unschoolers. <laughs> so we uh-huh. try to incorporate learning with things that they're interested in so we can foster passion and drive and blah, blah, blah. But he is so good at it, and uh, I had to. We came across this meme that was so funny, and it said, "You know, you're a nerd when all your friends are online." You know, and he's he's yeah. playing with, you know, <laughs> with 14 year old boys in London oh. and Scotland and yeah. Europe, uh-huh. and my God, he's right. learned language. <laughs> it's terrible, right. uh-huh. and that's his exactly. passion. So how do you? Yeah. It's a it's a it's a juggle keeping him healthy. Dana and I talk about this yeah. all the time, but yet yeah. letting him do what he loves. You're like, and then he throws it at me. Mom, you research yeah. all the time on your laptop. How is this different? Right. I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. I mean, then I think what Dr. Karajan was just saying is you've got to then make sure he gets out and gets real-world cerebellar activity as well. You've got to do, like, you know, something that stimulates that gymnastics, basketball, some kind of sport that's non-contact, that's stimulating his right. balance, you know, or and doing cross-training, something like that. Yeah, you know, the sedentariness, exactly. you know, so my husband's no. really good at that because we both work from home. So he's constantly doing right. the, Mike, go give the goats some, you know, some feed or yeah, go do, you know, he's, con- he's European. Right. So he loves that. He just loves no. throwing these, these, goats, these commands. Right. Goat. Yeah. He said goats. It's definitely important. And it's a hard addiction to break because I'm, uh, I have to, I ration myself on those games. Otherwise I can play for 20 hours straight. So I, uh, you know, I, I don't. I, I try to make sure if I'm going to do it, I got to do other things as well, or get up and exercise. Well, this has been so much fun. I um, yeah, definitely. I'm tiff threw in the word goats, so it just made yeah. my day. <laughs> and um, Go, goats and, and, and flower moment, yeah. right? Flower field moment yeah. and goats. That's I love it. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Thank you right, so much for for You're coming welcome. on. I, I mean, you know, one we thing can, I want to mention. Okay, shoot. But one thing I want to mention to you, I have some more articles that I've written also on my uh, uh, other website, which is just drkirkdeer.com. So that's where I put a lot of the laser articles on there if people want to see more of the articles. And I've got one particular just about the thyroid and the laser that's on there also. Okay, awesome. yeah, I just pulled that up as a matter of fact. Yeah. Right, and you also have uh, Facebook, the Thyroid Brain and Gluten Support, Dr. Kirk Gare. Sure. Um, Did I lose you guys? On Facebook, you – what's that? There's plate we're we're gonna tell everybody where they can find you, laser laserpainreliefinfo dot com. And also on your Facebook you post some amazing articles. I personally love them, thyroid brain and gluten support. Doctor Kurt Gare. Did we lose him? I think again? he's gone. We did. Oh, oh no. I know. <laughs> there he goes. Well, you don't, just don't even worry. Oh, he's back. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now listen. Yeah. <laughs> That's Two it. Times the term? No more. Yeah. That's right. All right. Perfect. <laughs> um, we connected. We connected several many months months ago, and we've been kind of planning this show for a long time. So yeah. I just wanted right. to personally thank you. This was fabulous. And hey, if you, I know you're, I know you're, you're a writing fiend, and I'm about to post right. another one of your articles right now on Brain cool. Fog on my site. But Great. if you and your wife. Would agree. I'd love to have a story, her story, um, and how it all kind of went down with Dr. K and and uh, the iodine. I would love that as a thyroid thyroid. Yeah, I'd love that as a story. So just think about it. Talk to her and and let me know. But yes, yeah, because we're actually this has been fabulous. 
I've been working on we've been kind of working on writing it as a book as well too you know the whole story oh, okay. her training she's got her masters in clinical psychology so you know oh, she's wow. had everything she knew from clinical psychology to help her with dealing with how her life changed with this whole you know with being sick and with what's going on so that's what we're trying to do is work on a on a book that's going to incorporate what I know from the functional medicine and functional neurology side and with the lasers and the story of what she went through and also what she's done to kind of help to cope with, you know, things are different. Your life changes, you know. It's not where you can just pick up and go to any restaurant anymore and eat whatever. It's You see other people that post, hey, I'm on a cruise and I'm, you know, just eating like crazy and you can't really do it anymore. So it's how do you how do you deal also with the changes that occur uh, when you've gone through something like this and you have to make those changes in order to stay healthy. Well, that sounds amazing. And, and please send her our love. Um, sure, and give her our love and light. Um And she's a rock star for going through what she did and and being such a trooper and coming out on the other end. So please, please, please send her our love. Thank you. From her thyroid sisters. Dr. Gare, tell everybody where's the best place to find you. Best place to find me would be on my Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash thyroid info. That's the best one, or on drkirkgare.com. And they can message me through that Facebook page if they have questions. You know, it's fine. I try to respond as quickly as I can on there. Um, uh, either there or they can shoot me an email at, uh, at uh, laserchiro at yahoo.com. That's another way they can contact me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Sure. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You know, it's an important message to get out there because I know there's a lot of people that are going through the same thing. And when I started my Facebook page, it was really just I was trying just to help my patients that were going through stuff. And the next thing I knew, you know, is people, I'm sure you guys went through as well, people from Europe, from South America, from Australia that are going through the same stuff. And it just seems like a global Craziness. epidemic that people are not getting adequate help. So I think it's great what you guys are doing to spread the word to uh, try to make a change for the health of everybody. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. We're all in it together. Absolutely. Thanks for doing the the program. It's great. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Gary. You have a fabulous uh, Wednesday, hump day. Okay, you too. Great. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Uh, bye-bye. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. That was a lot of information. Lesney and fun and down-to-earth and his wife. Wow. Amazing. I can't imagine, especially no. being a, no. you know, a practitioner, watching this happen right. to your wife and just you know scrambling to help her. And oh my gosh, I mean, what? How lucky she was, right? That her husband was so on top of it, and you know, understanding and, and with his own, day. yeah, with his own Hashimoto antibodies, and and uh, that's just that's awesome. I mean, it's horrible, love- in on one hand. Right, but awesome that yeah. he had because so many listeners, you know, their their spouse or significant other doesn't understand truly what they're going through, and they they suffer with that too. So, yeesh, yeesh. <laughs> I love I love that it went full circle for her. He told me that on um, we chatted about that, and I thought that was so what a neat moment, you know, to have have pushed and encouraged him to go to chiropractic school back then and he was in the class with Dr. K and then made friends mm-hmm. with him. Uh, Dr. K drew blood on him and, and, and made friends and then they kept in touch. And then years later she has an issue and it comes up that, you know, he's the savior of the whole thing. It's just came full circle with a wonderful story in kind of a roundabout, not so wonderful way, but I love that story. I love how things come around. So very cool. Very cool. <laughs> 
I'm so giggly today. I don't know what my problem is. No, me too, me too. Um, <laughs> but it's time. So, okay, please submit your thyroid survivor story. Um, like I just asked Dr. Gare uh, for his wife's story. It helps other people not feel so alone and, um, you know, just kind of makes them feel like they're they're not crazy. And uh, her world seemed a little crazy at the time. So can you imagine reading that story and, and it, you know, being you and going, oh, my gosh, well, that's and me, right? So thyroid storm sufferers, right? They would read her story yeah. and they would go, oh, my God, that's what happened to me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Where, you know, their regular physician or their ER physician, when they feel like the heart's going to jump out of the chest, are all telling them, everything's normal. This is all in your head. You're like, it is not all in my head. They can read that in the Thriver uh-huh. story and be able to, you know, print it out, <laughs> take it to your doctor and say, and take it with them. I'm not crazy. <laughs> I found it on That's Thyroid Nation. Horrible. I know, right? So Thyroid Nation Thrivers, awesome. Resonance. Yep. I'm so goofy today. <laughs> okay. We had like extra hour. We're silly. I know, right? Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Well, be sure to check out Thyroid Nation Essentials at thyroidnation.com. Dana and I made that with just so much love and light. And you can enjoy products like Brain Awake Inhaler, which kind of just helps wake you up a little bit, uh, especially people that suffer with fatigue or headaches, or it can be real helpful for that. Mist Me and Call Me Pretty Complexion Mist and Serum, just a really good, healthy, clean, preservative, synthetic-free skincare uh, that that uh, has essential oils that were chosen specifically for people that uh, suffer from certain thyroid symptoms. Doesn't replace your medication. None of this does. These are just supportive care uh, from your aromatherapist. And, and everybody <laughs> so. knows lately you know, how much uh, essential oils uh, do really help and, and they, you know, they pass the blood brain barrier and can, and really do a lot of, a lot of good and lots, you know, Very lots supportive. of benefits. I've read, you know, read some so. amazing studies this week. So, and they can be very helpful used properly. I might just throw in there, just think <laughs> properly used properly. It's so important. So love potion, which of course is a wonderful aphrodisiac massage oil counting sheep, which can be a wonderful uh, sleep inducer and help you sleep through the night. Um, speak your truth, which is a roll on for thyroid and thymus, which is wonderful for palpitations and anxiety. It can just sort of settle things down just a little bit and fabulous botanical mist. Like I'm your everything and flower field moments, which are beautifully floral. They can be used for facial hydrators and all kinds of stuff. So, we hope that you have a chance to enjoy them as much as we do. And um, take a peek at those Thyroid Nation essentials at thyroidnation.com. Yep, just hit the shop button. And we did. We created those to um, to give you something natural and uh, good for you to help you start eliminating the products that might not be serving your endocrine and uh, your endocrine system and, and your thyroid. So. I know everybody's got their things they love, but slowly but surely, if you can start replacing them with uh, with things that are good for you, it's better for well, your overall I, health. So that's what I love you know, that's too. Why we is that it. we right, and we know you know it's so important. These aren't going to cure your thyroid, okay? What I'm saying is, and and one thing I do love so much about Thyroid Nation Essentials is, if you are having cognitive problems, uh, Dana and I took the time to mention the fact that even though this may be fairly helpful. It's not going to fix a B12 deficiency. And what is a B12 deficiency? So I love the fact that not only do these products help just a little bit, but we also tell you, you know, you can't put a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. Right. Right. Some helpful tips to make sure that other things 
are covered, which personally I, I love the fact that we did that. I really do. I, as a patient, would really appreciate like that, that right. personally, and that's why we did it, right? That's right. <laughs> We're so goofy today. Make sure to follow, oh, no. Make sure to follow us, thyroidnation.com, Facebook. We also have a Hashis and uh, Grave Support Group. We're on Twitter, Instagram, all kinds of places. You can find us. Just type in Thyroid Nation. Just type in Thyroid Nation, man. We are a nation. You're a nation. That's right. You uh-huh. are the nation. <laughs> Dana and I, as always, want to remind you that wellness is a journey and takes continual maintenance and evaluation. We heard this with Dr. Gare and his wife. All kinds of things can rock your thyroid boat, and it's something that needs to always have a continual daily check-in to make sure that everything is copacetic. So make sure to always listen to your own body and be mindful of what it is telling you. Amen. This is Dana, your Thyroid Nation, Gringatika from Costa Rica. And Tiffany Mladenich of Grateful Garden. Bringing the collective voice of thyroid thrivers worldwide so that together, united we heal. Bye, guys. <laughs>